It's beginning from the top of Chof Aleph, Amad Aleph, even though it's still from the end of the last Perik. The Gemara was darshaning the mitzvahs of the Yoyim. The last thing we darshaned was that just like Bezdin sits in judgment only by day, so too the Saita uh, process is done only by day. And now the Gemara goes on. How do I know that Agla Rufa, the chopping of the head, is done by day? Omar Devei Rebianai, Kaporik Siv Bakikachim. Even though it's not a carbon, since it says that it's an atonement, it's treated similar to Kabanais, just like the Kabanais are. Sacrifice by day, so to the head of the Aglarufa is chopped off by day. The highest Mitzayra, the process of purification of Mitzayra, the Chzib Zayst Yatayis Hamitzayra by Yoim Tarasa in the day of his purity. The entire night is kosher for cutting of the Oimer on the Lel Chalamoyed of Pesach. The Gemara is not darshaning it over here because it's a lengthy drasha elsewhere. The cutting of the Oymer and the counting of the Oymer is done at night. But the bringing of the carbon Oymer is done in the morning, is done the next day. So here we see that the cutting of the Oymer is done at night. The entire night is kosher for burning of the fats and the different limbs of the carbon that were not done by day. Anything whose mitzvah is by day, the entire day is kosher. What do we need a zahaklal? Four. What do I need a cloud for? Didn't we already list all of them? Says the Gemara. What does the general rule come to include? This is coming to include the setting up of the pans with the lechem upon him and the removing of the pans of the old lechem upon him. Some say it's got to be there an entire day, 24-7, without a second missing. But our Tana of our Mishnah is saying any time during the day is okay. You could have a gap. You could have removing the old ones in the morning and putting the new ones in the afternoon. You could have a gap of time because any time during the day is kosher. Like the opinion of Rabbi Harvest. If you remove the old one in the morning instead of the new one in the afternoon, it's not an issue. It has to be in front of Hashem the entire time. It just means it should be in front of Hashem every day and every night. There shouldn't go through a full span of time that the shulchan is going to be lacking. The shulchan should never go an entire time span of either a full day or a full night missing the bread. But any time during the day is okay. According to Abiyasi, we don't pass like this. Anything that mitzvahs by night is kosher the entire night. What is this coming to include? Even though we already discussed and burning of the fats and, and the limbs on the mizbeach, there's something else that the Zakla is coming to include. And what is it coming to include? Eating the carbon Pesach. Because some say you only eat the carbon Pesach until Chatzois. But we are going to say that since it's a mitzvah balayda, it applies the entire night. With the lecture of Allah ben Azayah, which goes against the Allah ben Azayah. Because he holds the tiny little bit of rice. You should eat this meat on this night. And it says by Makas Bukhariz, just like by the time Chatzayis came, they were dead. Makas Bukhariz came and went at Chatzayis. So, so too, so too, the Achilles come back, even though the mitzvah to eat it before Chatzayis, it's got to be done. Done by Chatzais. That's what Elizabeth Nazari's opinion. But the Tanah of our Mishnah says it's a mitzvah at night. It applies the entire night. You're not limited just to Chatzais. We don't pass it like this. We pass it that it's got to be done by Chatzais. But that, I think, is only the Rabbanah. 
but the brachas before are a requirement. But if the custom is not to make a bracha, you don't have to. On Monday and Thursday in Shabbos, we have three people having alias. You don't have less than three alias. And on Monday, Thursday in Shabbos, you cannot add upon the three alias. People are rushing to work and people are rushing before Shkia, like Yetati, to do Shalashudis. So you can't add to the aliyahs by Shabbos Mincha. Ve'im after him and Avi. And also there's no Aftariah. For the same reason, you can't extend this time because people are rushing. The opener and the closing of the Torah. The opener makes a bracha before. Closer makes the bracha after. Just two brachas on the entire Torah. There are four aliyahs. No less than four. People are also still rushing. Because they're the heter malacha for davra oven. Even on Kalamoid and Rishchidesh. Women don't work, but men do. So people are rushing. After him and Avi, and also there's no after because people are rushing. The opening and the close of the term makes the bracha before and after, but there's no brachas in between. This is the general rule. Any day that has an addition to the day, and the Gemara is going to talk about an additional tefillah or an additional carbon, a carbon wasef. Any day that has an addition to it, in a yomtiv, but it's not a full fledged yomtiv, Kairin Arba has four aliyas. The Gemara is going to ask if that's coming to include a tiny seber, which has an extra tefillah of a nenu. So you have four aliyas or not, we end up asking. Now, tiny zebra does not have Ralias. So, when it says oh, any day that has a Musaf, it means any day that has an extra carbon has four alias. Biyamdiv, on an actual Yamdiv, where there's an Ismailaka, Kamisha, five alias, Biyam Kippurim, where there's a Chi of Kareis. Shisha, you have six alias. Meshabbos that is an iser skila shiva seven alias. On these three, on Yom Tefim Kippur and Shabbos, since there's no malacha, no one's rushing. Therefore, in Mehem, you can't diminish on this number. Although Meshivan Aleim, you are allowed to add to this number. Maftir Menavi and Yom Tefim Kippur and Shabbos, we have after because we have all the time in the world. But still, even on Yom Tefim Kippur and Shabbos, with this extra time, it still does not add brachas. It's just only the opener and the closer make one bracha before and the last bracha after and nothing in between. This original halacha that we said in the Mishnah that you could read the Megillah sitting if you want. Masha ain't came out Torah. We learned in the Brisa, which is not so. When it comes to Kriyas Torah, you may not read Torah sitting. How do you know that the Torah has to be read standing? says when Hakadosh spoke to Moshe on top of the mountain, he says and you hi here amodi madi stand with me so Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu now when you're learning Torah you gotta stand not just we as a Torah when you're learning Torah you have to stand just a drush on the side over here. It will mully make a cause if not for the Torah writing this. EF Shalom, it would be impossible for us to say, Can Hashem say, Stand with me as if Akkadish himself is also standing? Now, Akkadish doesn't sit or stand. But when Hashem says, I'm standing, it's as if he's saying, I honor the Torah. It's a shock to say that God is honoring the Torah, but God stands up for the Torah. Kivayacha. If it would be possible to say, we would say it, but we can't say it. But the Torah says, Amir Madi, as if Akash Baruch himself honors the Torah.
How do I know that a Rebbe should not be sitting on a very comfortable sofa while his Talmidim sit on the floor? Rather, he should treat them like equals and both be on the same level. Hashem said, stand with me. If you're standing, Moshe, I'm going to stand with you. We're equal. When a Rebbe teaches his Talmidim Torah, they should be like equals. Turn around. What? When he's teaching Torah. When he's teaching Torah. And his teaching Torah should be on the same level. Turn around, you might might have been a Liel from the times of Moshe Abin until the times of Liel, you would make the Torah of Mulek. They would learn Torah only standing. A weakness descended upon the world. And they started learning Torah sitting down because they were unable to learn all day if they were going to stand all the time. This is what we learned in the Mishnah. Moshe Abin Gamliel, but the Kavra Torah, when Gamliel died, it was a decrease. Into the Kavrat Torah because people started sitting. It says when Rabbi Akiva died, there was another decrease in Torah, but that was a decrease in the Limanat Torah because of the unbelievable ability to dash in every crown of every letter. We didn't have Rabbi Akiva anymore, so there was a decrease in the Kavrat Torah. But in terms of the physical Kavrat Torah, there was a decrease when Rabbi Gamliel died because people started learning Torah sitting. One Basik says that Moshe Rabbeinu for the 40 days was sitting. By the mountain. I was standing on the mountain. When he learned something fresh, he would stand. Fresh Torah gets its own special covet. I'm getting Torah. It's a Messiah of Torah. Torah is going on now to the next generation that deserves so much cover to have to stand. Oh, when you're hazarding, you could sit. Yoishev v'shoinah. And Moish Rabbeinu was doing both. So therefore, by Hazinai, Moish learned new stuff, standing, and he sat when he hazard. Here is Moish Rabbeinu hazard. Rebbe Kanino, Rebbe Kanino says, if he wasn't actually fully standing or fully sitting, rather uses both expressions because Shaykhi was doing something in between. He was crouching or bowing. And since he was bowing, it was in between standing and sitting, and therefore, it says, Oymer and Yoishev. What? That's what it sounds like. Rabbi Yechonon, can you imagine if you're with God for 40 days? I mean, hey, you can do anything. Rabbi Yechonon, Rabbi Yechonon says, Ein neshiva lo shnakava. When he's, really he was standing the entire time. When he says, Ve'eshev, it doesn't mean he's sad. Ve'eshev means I delayed, I remained, I stayed. It's a lashon of a cover of remaining. Shenemar vatishim kadoshim like Klaisel stayed in Kadesh for many days in the midbar. Rav Amar fourth answer. Rakos muumid the easier sugyas in the Torah. Why should have stood for? The really hard things he had to concentrate a lot for, he sat down for. Why when you go, what? Two different answers. Four people all arguing with each other. If it's harder, you sit down versus If it's harder, you need your body's position needs to like. So that's what they're Helps you focus. They're arguing of sitting helps you concentrate more. Sitting is for. No, it's safe. One is a part of covet. New Tyra you stand for. Old Tyra you can sit for. Separate thing. That's covet. He's saying it's a part of ability. For for easier Torah, you're able to stand. For harder Torah, you have to sit. If one people or if two, if one or two people read, both This also we say does not apply to Kriyas Torah. You can't have two people reading the Torah like a choir. Why we have a rule? 
Two voices cannot be properly heard together. So if two people reading the Torah together, people are not going to hear the words properly. So now we're going to have a price to discuss the details of this halakha. When it comes to Kriyas HaTayra, one person can read the Torah and one person does the translation. You can't even have two people in the translation of Torah because the translation of Torah contains halachas and mitzvahs and punishments. And if you have Ami or who don't understand the Hebrew and they're relying on the Aramaic translation and they're going to hear two people reading the translation at once, they're going to get fun-cused and they're going to get mixed up. So therefore, even the translation cannot be done with two people. We don't even allow one reader and two translators. When it comes to the Haftarah, in the Navi, you have one reader because you have to fulfill the obligation of hearing the Navi. And you can have two translators because since there's no halacha straight up in the Navi, it's just Musr. Even if there's a little bit of confusion in what they meant, it's not the end of the world. So you could have two people reading from the Navi, from the, from the translation of the Navi at the same time. Well, actually, but you can't have two readers and two interpreters. When it comes to which in those days the the the, the chazan was mitzi the kihila with halal. People didn't have halal written down for everybody to know about that. So a person, one person would get up and say halal, and everybody would afterwards respond hallelujah, almost like like an amen to a halal is to say hallelujah at the end of each piece. Anyway, so you would have somebody being mighty them. By halal, you could have two people saying halal at the same time, being mighty the tibor. Choir style. Gishmak. What? Why not? Halal and Megillah and Tracy points out also to Kiyashaifer. Even if you have 10 people reading it and 10 people interpreting it, it's not a problem. My time up. Why by Halal, Megillah, and Shaifer are we lenient to allow a whole bunch at the same time? Since it's cherished, since it's cherished, why? It's a rare mitzvah and a beautiful mitzvah that everybody loves. So they're going to pay good attention and they're going to be able to hear it even with the choir saying it together. They're going to pay very close attention and everyone's going to be yaitzei. A place that has the minute to make the after bracha. You make the after bracha. Okay. When do we say it depends on the custom? That's the bracha the after bracha. But the bracha before the Megillah Mitzvah, you command to make a bracha. There are a few exclusions to this rule, but the general rule is mitzvahs all require a bracha before it. It's not up to the custom of the city, they're required. And how do you know what means before? We're telling you that the after bracha depends on the custom. But the bracha before is required. How do you know that when Shmuel says, how do you know what means before? Doesn't the word even mean to pass? It means it's past. How do we know that the word over here refers to preceding something? You would have three sources. So there was a Kushi who was part of the army and he was going to notify Davna Melech that his son was Nifter. He died in the war. And he was going to tell Davna Melech, hey, your son died. And that would have a heart attack, you know? 
It's not even break the news. The Kushi was not exactly very smart. So therefore, Achimat ran ahead of the Kushi. He took a shortcut. Okay? He went through the plain lands, the flat lands, and he got to David HaMelech first, and he broke it to David HaMelech slowly. Bottom line is it says, Vayavor Es HaKushi. He passed ahead of the Kushi. From here we see that Oivar is a Lashon of coming before something else. Next. So It says that Yagavina went Ahead of all of the Imahis and his and his children to go bow in front of Azov. So over here also you have the word Avar means to go ahead. If you want another source, Mehakan says in the passage of Yavu Malkin of them, Hashem Baraisham, their king went ahead of them, and Hashem was ahead of even the king. So it says Vayavar Malkam with them, Vayavar is for the king to go ahead. You're telling me that we're commanded to make a bracha. What bracha do you make before the Megillah? Rav Sheshit from Katrazio went up to read the Megillah in front of Ravashi, Barach Manach, and he made Manach. What's Manach? What's Manach? Megillah Nisim Chayim. Megillah, Ashek Shem Zizvan Hamikim Megillah. Nisim is Shachyon Vikiman, is Shasan Nisim Havisenu, and Chayim is Shachyon Vikiman Vikiman. Manach. So, I'm going to go to the next one. 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 I'm going to we're blessing Hashem who fights our fights, who judges our judgments, he revenges our revenge, he pays up from our oppressors, he, and he, sorry, he, uh, and he gives uh, uh, consequence to all the enemies of our souls. Baruch to Hashem, the one that pays up for the Jews from all of their oppressors. Rava says to end the the God of salvation. Over our Papa, since there's the Machloikis had to end, we end with both. We end with both. We say Baruch to Hashem. Why do we use five expressions of Hashem fighting for us? This refers to the five times that there's going to be Melchem Asamalek. They fought us in the Midbar with Moshe Benu. Again, they fought by Yeshua. Again, by Shaul. Again, with Esther. And La'asad Lavoy. Five times. We said Monday, Thursday, and Shabbos and Mincha, three alias. How do you shlaji connect me? What do the three alias represent? Amr Ravazi connect to living soon. The three different parts of Torah. Rabbi, we connect to living cell. The three parts of Klaisa. Elohadu, Tani Ravzimi. This day, you're telling me now that the numbers are symbolic of something. Ravzimi says, Ain't because of Yud. Sukin, the basic message. We never have less than 10 Sukin being read in a shul. When do we have less than 10 Sukin being read? There's less than ten sukim. But in general, when we have less than we never have less than ten sukim being read in the basic says, and by Yadabr, even by Yadabr, even though there's nothing new being said in the Pasuk, it's also considered a Pasuk, a valid Pasuk as the ten. Don't think, oh, every time this Kriya we have to have ten new Khadushim. No need ten new Khadushim. Ten sukim. And by Yadabr is counted. Now they're telling me that the numbers are symbolic. Hani Asarkin Agami, what are the ten psukim minimum coming to represent Arim Shem Levi? The ten unoccupied people who spend the entire day in Shul to be available for Minyanim. And they sit and they daven and they learn all day.
Not coffee and cake all day. Rabbi Yosef Amar, represents the Ten Commandments. Some people take this out because there's there are ten. Some say there's ten. Blessed are another. Rabbi Yosef represents the ten utterances that Hashem Baruch made in the creation of the world. What are the ten utterances? What are the ten statements? Here we go. The nine Rayomers are racist. Fake more, but there's only nine. Hani Tashavu. It only says nine Rayomers. And the Shays may be racist. And the Gemara Brachis Nami. The first Pasik that Hashem created heaven and earth. Also, Maimerhu. It was also an utterance of Hashem. It was a statement by God's mouth. The Ksiv says in the Pasik, Midvar Hashem. Shamayim Nasu. Uberiachpiv called Swam. With the word of God, the heavens were made. And with the, the wind of his mouth through speech. All of the constellations. So you see that heaven and earth was also created with words from Hashem. It just doesn't say Vayoyim. Bottom line is, there were ten statements made in the creation of the world. Amar Now they're telling me this Tamsukim. And how many Elias? Now it doesn't take a genius to make math and say, ten divided by three equals... We're in trouble. Someone's going to have to be the king. To take four Pesukim. Who should take the four psukim? Here we go. If the first guy takes the four psukim, he's praised. It's a good thing. First come, first serve. Where do we know this from? We'll see soon. If the middle guy, the lady, hello, reads four psukim, why are you looking inside? Let's go. If the middle guy reads four psukim, third to the last medium sized line. Shainish Gardal, if the middle guy gets the four psukim, Meshubach is also praiseworthy. Shlishish Gardal, if the Shlishi takes four psukim, Meshubach is also praiseworthy. We're going to have sources for each one that's considered good. Rishish Gardal, Meshubach, how do we know the first one is considered something special? It's not. Here we go. You ready? There were three big, huge boxes, containers, of three Sayyid. A huge amount of coins, of maxa shekels, that were inside of these big boxes or containers in the base of Mikdash. And from those three big, massive, huge containers throughout the year, they would take out from them and buy carbonics from the maxa shekels that were donated. Termin as Alishka. From those, they would remove some coins of Machazar Shekel from the chamber and buy carbonates. But because of Alayman, it was written on each one of these containers letters Aleph, Base, Gimel. They were labeled Aleph one, Base the other, Gimel the other. Why? Why was there any need to label them? Leda to know, Ezamiyam Nitra Rishayim. If you don't know which one are you supposed to be taking the money from first? It's a Cheshbin. Don't just randomly go and scoop out some money and buy kabbanis. You're supposed to be taking the first monies from the first container. From that one first, there's a mitzvah to bring the kabbanis from the first money that was donated. So therefore you go to the first container first and that's where you buy the kabbanis from. So you see there's a focus to give some kind of uh, priority First. So if the first guy takes four four psukim, he's good. And so Shikarabonishubok at the fourth if the middle person takes four psukim, he's he's praiseworthy. So here we go, guys. You ready? How many neighbors? I got five here. Okay. Tani Lunter Towards the face of the Minoiro, all the other lights should be tilted. 
that you tilt all the other neighbors towards the western ner. And the western one was towards the west, towards the Shina. So if this table is the base of Nigdash, and the Kodesh Akadashim is near in the west, the Menaira had one that was facing towards the west. Got it? And that was the Nermaravi. Very special. Now, why was that one towards the west? Why shouldn't this one be towards the west? Or this one? Towards the west. Why was the centered one towards the west? Ooh, it must be that the center one, the middle one, is special. Because any one of them could have been. Now, if the Menari was set up like this, Rashi brings down, if the Menari was set up uh, parallel to the length of the base of Migdash, then the second one from the front would be considered west. Because Ein Mavir and Alamitzvah. Since it's the first one that could be considered west, because the first the first one is actually east, the most eastern one, right? But the next one is a little bit to the west. So since it's a little bit to the west, you would have to consider that one to be the western one. And like, that's according to the sheet that it was like this. What? It depends where he's facing. But, but the bottom line is this is the most, this is the first one towards west. And So therefore you would treat this one as west. Then it's not the middle one. So this sugi is only going according to the opinion that it was perpendicular to the length of the Mizbeach. It was a right angle. Not the Mizbeach. Of the, of the base of Mikdash. It was at a right angle to the base of Mikdash. And therefore, all of them were in a straight line. One of them had to stick out towards the west. And that was the middle one. That's called the Nermar Ravi. And that was considered special. The Ravi. From here you see that the middle is praised. And if the last one t- takes the four psukim, it's praiseworthy. We go up in Kedusha and we do not go down. Reading an extra pasuk means you're more Kaddish. Isn't that cool? Rapapa went to the basic nesses of Abi Gubar. The Karah and the first guy read four psukim. The Rapapa complimented him. We have no less than three aliyahs, no more than three aliyahs during the week. Or The opener makes the bracha before, and the closer makes the bracha after. But nowadays, everyone makes two brachas, but one before and one after. Why does everyone make two brachas? Here's the reason. The rabbis decreed. If you can have a guy who's leaving Kriyasatari before the end of Kriyasatari, he did not hear an after bracha. Because only the last guy makes the after bracha. So you have a guy, he has emergencies, he has business, I don't know, whatever it is. Bottom line is, he left Kriyasatari early. He never heard an after bracha. He's going to think Torah does not deserve a bracha right now. Torah is not as geschmack as a piece of bread. Terrible. Terrible. He's going to think Torah is not as geschmack as a geschmack hero sandwich loaded on with that. Yeah. Oh, Terrible. Torah is at least as geschmack as that. Deserves a bracha achreina because I'm Muslim. That's actually Tavu Choyma. We talk and learn from because So we're scared that people are going to think that there's no bracha after if a guy's leaving early. So everyone makes a bracha after. Why does everybody make a bracha before? In case a guy comes late. If you don't have everyone making brachas before, the guy who comes late missed the first bracha. He's going to see a bunch of people getting up to the Torah and no one makes a bracha before. He's going to think, Torah's not so geschmack that needs a bracha before. It's not as good as food. No, because I just told you. He's going to think that it doesn't get a bracha before. 
So therefore, we each and every person gets a bracha before Baruch You see how dangerous it is for people to think that Torah doesn't deserve a bracha. The Korban base of English was because of this. Shalei Baruch about Tchila. They learned Torah, but they didn't think Torah deserves a bracha. For whatever cheshbonis they had, it's a hechsher mitzvah the elder, whatever it is. And the danger, just like every Drabonan, is to protect the Doiraisa. If Birkas Atar is Doiraisa, we have to create Xero to protect it. So, to make sure that nobody makes such a dangerous mistake, every single person makes two brachas. We get a little complicated here. We have four alias. How on earth do we arrange parches with Shkadesh? What's the problem? Are there enough psukim for, for four alias? Yes, there's enough psukim. There are 15 psukim for four alias. If each alias has three psukim, there's enough. Ah, uh, the problem is how to break them up. Okay, how to break up the alias? Zog the Gemara. Parshas which is kaitzer kerem noisa. Tzamis when he's of yamatu aliyam, which is the parshas at tamid. It's coming lachmi. Have you tamani psukim? Eight psukim. Hey, Ginavid, what should we do? So again, the sets, the sets that we read for shchaydish carbon tamid is eight psukim. Uriyoyim hashabahas snake vasim is two psukim. And the parish of Rishchidesh carbon itself, the carbon Musa of Rishchidesh, is five psukim. Eight, two, five. You got it? Eight, two, five. And we have a total of four aliyahs in Rishchidesh. So, how on earth are we going to break it up? So, let's first start with the first eight. Zagdi Gemara, Heichi Navid, what should we do? Nikri trait, lots of lots of psuki. To have two people reading three psukim each and leaving over a remainder of two. Pashulay trait. You're leaving over a remainder of two. You're not allowed to leave over less than three psukim to the end of a topic. It's what I call a short end. You can't leave a short end to the end of a topic. What's the danger of a short end? If somebody leaves before the next aliyah, he'll assume the following aliyah is just going to finish off the next two. So in his mind, he thinks that it's possible to read just two psukim. That's dangerous. Why is dangerous? I don't know. But that's dangerous. Again, if you leave over a short end to the end of a topic, we're concerned that a guy who's leaving now, when you leave the short end, he's going to think the following Ali is only going to finish it off. And only read two psukim. And in his mind, he's going to be programmed, oh look, you, could only, you don't have to read more than two psukim. So you can't leave a short end. So you can't do three, three, leaving two over. Okay. So let's divide up the first eight psukim, four and four. Even Stephen, perfect. But then we have seven left over with two more aliyahs to go. We have a set of two, the Shabbos Karman, set of five for the Rosh Chodesh Karman. How do those seven psukim work? Here we go. Those two sets, what should we do? To do two from Uvyayma Shabbos and go into the next parish of with one Pasuk and then stop. So you're getting in three Pasukim. What's the problem with that? You're making a short start. The same way you can't leave a short end, you can't stop an Aliyah with a short start. Because let's say somebody comes into the base of Medrash now, he comes in late, 
after you just left off after Pasuk Aleph, when he sees the next Aliyah start Pasuk Beis, he'll think the guy before only read Pasuk Aleph. So there's a danger of leaving over a short end for people that might leave early. And there's a danger of, of going into a parsha and stopping short within the first week of him. Because if a guy comes in late, he's going to think that you, the guy who read first, only read the first pasuk or two of that parsha. In you also cannot make a short start into a beginning of a parsha and stop within less than three psukim. So you can't go two and one and then leave over another six and leave over another four. So so maybe do two plus three. Two from Shabbos, three into Rosh Chodesh. But if you do three into Rosh Chodesh, you're again leaving over a remainder of two to the end of Rosh Chodesh. So if you do two from Shabbos and three into Rosh Chodesh, then you're leaving over a remainder of two again. And we said you can't leave over short ends. Any way you go, you're stuck. Amaloi, Sarava said back to who is the Shaila? Ula, Ula Barav. Rava said back to Ula, Zula Shemati, I did not hear the solution to this exact question, but Kiyotze Boy Shemati, a very similar question I heard. And what was that? The Tanan. We learned, by the Ma'amadis, by the Ma'amadis, by the Ma'amadis, you the Ma'amadis are? Klaizel had to represent the Karbanis in the base of Mikdash. So he had to send Shluchim agents to go to the base of Mikdash and attend the Karban. The Shluchim that went and the people that were unable to go and stayed in town, they had special prayers and special Kriyasatayra. And the Kriyasatayra, they read from the Maisei Bereshis. So on Sunday, they read from the Maisei Bereshis of Sunday and on Monday, Monday, and Tuesday, they read the Maisei Bereshis throughout the days of the week. So it says, on the Sunday of the Mahmudis, they read Bereshis Vihirakia. They read day one and day two. They read day one and day two of the Shaykhs and Bereshis. But we have a problem with that. How can you have people reading day one and day two of Shaykhs and Bereshis? Tani Allah, you're going to have three Aliyas, and there's only eight Tzokim. It's five and three. Bereshis, Balakim, that's five psukim. And the day two of creation took up three psukim. So it's five and three. It's a total of eight psukim. We have three aliyas. But Tani Allah, we learned, Bereshis, the first five psukim, which is day one, Bishnayim. Two people read that. It's five psukim, two people reading it. Yerakiah be'akad. The second day of creation, Yerakiah, that has one person reading all three psukim. That's fine. The fact that you have one aliyah for the last three psukim, that's great. Why not? But the first five psukim, which is the first day of creation, is five psukim. You have two people. How do you have two people reading five psukim? It's five psukim. How do you have two aliyahs and five psukim? No reader does ever read less than three psukim. Rav says, you skip backwards. You do Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Gimel, Dalet, Hey. That's how you do it. You're going to have a problem with that because if you do Aleph, Beis, Gimel, you leave a short end of Dalet, Hey. And when the next Aliyah does Gimel, Dalet, Hey, it looks like the first guy only did Aleph and Beis. So the Gemara is going to deal with that later on. But the bottom line is, Rav says, Move, do three, and leave over two. And then the next Aliyah jumps in and repeats Pasuk Gimel Daladay. And that's how to do it.
So you're skipping or repeating, or whatever. Uh, Shmuel says Paisic. Shmuel says you divide up Pasik Beis into two. So instead of an Asnachta in the middle of Pasik Beis, you're going to make a Saif Pasuk in the middle of Pasik Beis, creating two Pasukim out of Pasik Beis. So you have Aleph, Beis A, Beis B, and then you'll have Gimel Dalet Hey. Okay, good okay. Huh? Cutting a nap to make a meal.